Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake that ass up. The Breakfast Club is on right here. I I love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good to y'all. For a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, The Breakfast Club is where people get their information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Yes, it is. What's happening? What's going on out there, guys? How's everything? Man, it's great. I stayed up late last night to watch Bad Trip. Y'all seen Bad Trip yet? No, I'm gonna watch it. Sure did. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. Hilarious. I, I was that. like, is this, are they really pranking people? Yes. I, a lot of people didn't know that they were uh, in on the gag. If you, if you watch till the end, they show you that, though. Like, a lot of, there was a lot of scenes where people just didn't know they were in on the gag. Because people's reactions, I was like, these are some great actors. Hilarious. And you could tell because they were blurring out some of the people's faces. So I guess those are people that right. couldn't get up. But I didn't know if that was just releases. for the look of it to make it seem like that or if it was for real. Nah. You know? It's partially scripted, partial. Uh, Reality, but hilarious. My type of comedy. Okay. Don't want to give it away, but it's I'm really it good. This week. I'm definitely gonna check it out this week. Really good and really gay in parts. My type of humor. Oh boy. <laughs> you know I love it. <laughs> this guy's crazy. <laughs> it is, man. I love it. It's All great. Right. All right. Well, we got some special guests joining us this morning. Who we got? Chantel Calloway and Regina King. Oh man, Chantel is the homie. She has a, a great game that you know we play at kickbacks called Rhyme Antics. Rhyme Antics. And yes. Rhyme Antics is currently uh, in Target and in Walmart. And if I'm not mistaken, she is the first first black woman to have a game in Target or Walmart. If I'm not mistaken, I believe so. Yeah. Well, we'll talk to her today, and then yeah. Regina King. Huh? Regina King? Why you keep saying Regina, Regina King, what, man? I was Renee like, wow, King. Regina I'm, King was on the show? That's what I was Renee thinking, King. too. I'm I was sorry, like, I missed that Renee. one. I'm sorry, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> so if you must have did that one by I was like, itself. nobody told me Regina King was going. Yeah, I didn't see that. No, Regina Renee King. King. Yes, Renee, Renee King. King. And she has a, a, a website called Black... What is it called? Eddie? Somebody help me. Y'all got to oh. get it together. Yeah, man. we got to get it together. Usually they have it sitting here <laughs> waiting for us, but to date, nah. Not we'll tell so you in a second. <laughs> but she'll be on the show to tell you exactly what it is. But it's a crowdsourcing website. <laughs> we didn't sell that good. We didn't sell that good enough. Okay. We didn't sell that good I enough. I thought Sold. we did. <laughs> nah, we didn't sell that good enough. But what, what, what <laughs> she does is for uh, black businesses out there, she has a, a crowd uh, funding. I just said that. I know, but I'm explaining because you didn't really make it. You didn't sell it. Oh. So if you're a black entrepreneur and you have a business and you need help, you need some money, you go to her site and she will guide you to help you raise capital for your new business, which is pretty dope. Is it Fun Black Founders? That's what there it is. There you go. Okay, I know that. I'm familiar with that. Okay. There you go. There yeah. you go. That's it. <laughs> Fun Black Founders. Gosh, you guys. I wasn't even here for the interview because I was flying back. And y'all Usually it's right here in front of me. There's nothing in front of me right oh, now. That's good. That means that Renee's uh, website is definitely uh, making Mr. it. Mr. Ron Burgundy. Mr. Ron Burgundy. Hey. Continue. That, may, that means Renee's uh, website is making an impact if Angelie knows who it is. That's right. And she wasn't even here. That's right. But we'll talk to Chantel and Renee mm -hmm. later on. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? 
Well, before we get to Derek Chauvin, because we're going to get to that trial in the next hour, that started yesterday, and you know that's showing on Court TV. We are going to talk about CDC regulations and what's going on right now with this surge in COVID cases and how we have to make sure that we beat this. All right, we'll get into that next is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast what's Club. What's happening? Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. That's the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. She has signed an extension on the moratorium on evictions through June 30th. So you cannot get evicted if you're unable to make rental payments until June 30th as of now. That's amazing. And Originally, it was set to end March 31st, but now they're giving renters 90 more days of relief. Now, Rochelle Walensky is also concerned about this surge in numbers when it comes to coronavirus. Here's what she had to say. I'm going to pause here. I'm going to lose the script and I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. We have so much to look forward to, so much promise and potential of where we are and so much reason for hope. But right now I'm scared. So I'm speaking today, not necessarily as your CDC director, but as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter, to ask you to just please hold on a little while longer. You said they, they, they moved the evictions another 90 days? Mm-hmm. Now what they need to do is they need to do something for some of those landlords that can't afford to continue on. Some of the landlords have been having to pay mortgage and everything for a year straight because they haven't been able to get, you know, tenants to pay rent. So they, they definitely, right. just like they do stuff for the airports, just the, like they do stuff for the airlines and do stuff for all these big, big brands and big, big businesses, they got to do stuff for the smaller landlords that can't afford to continue to pay mortgages and, and not get no rent. They need some help as well. Right, all across the board. Mm-hmm. All right, now Joe Biden is also calling for people to please continue to wear your mask right now. And we know that it's been a really tough time and everybody wants to go back to normal. But in order for us to get these numbers back down, because we've seen in Europe, they've had to shut down places again because of surges in COVID-19 infections. Here is what Joe Biden had to say. I'm reiterating my call for every governor, mayor and local leader to maintain and reinstate the mask mandate. Please, this is not politics. Reinstate the mandate if you let it down. And business should require masks as well. Yeah, I agree with them there, but none of this makes any sense because the head of the CDC is saying it's impending doom. Biden is saying they have the most vaccines uh, they've they've ever had mm-hmm. coming coming this week. Like, which is mm-hmm. it? Like, like, well, they are saying to hold on because it's still less than thirty percent of people that have gotten the first shot of the vaccine. And so you still want to make sure for herd immunity, I think it has to be like 75 to 80 percent. So you want to make sure that people can still get it and still get the vaccine. They still got to break. And that's why they're saying that's why they're saying just hold on a little bit longer. Continue to wear those masks. Make sure you get. They got to tell the whole story. Maybe we didn't play the whole clip because to me, I'm like. Well, Well, here's some more of what he has to say about the vaccine being available. This week, the amount of vaccines that are going to be available for vaccination sites will be a new record. 33 million doses of vaccine this week. As a result, I'm also pleased to announce that we're on track this week, just 10 weeks after I became president, to achieve nearly 75% of Americans over the age of 65 getting at least one vaccination shot. When I took office on January 20th, that number was 8%. 
No, I, I totally understand that, but I'm talking about the fact that, you know, uh, the, the head of the CDC says it's impending doom. Like, you're all going to die, but what about the vaccine? What's the point of the vaccine then? And they still got to sp- explain Texas and what's going on. In the well, Texas. you know what? I, so somebody from Texas did hit me, and they said the thing is that people are still wearing their masks, even though it's not mandated. And in so Texas? that's part of the reason. Yeah, that's what I'm just telling you with somebody I from Houston. Right. I, I seen that hit too. us up. But we're still wearing masks in New that. York and New Jersey. We have to wear masks in New York and New Jersey. Right. We're not, and then but we're just not because you, because a lot of businesses are still saying you have to wear a mask to even go inside, whether or not it's mandated across the state. And so some people are still voluntarily wearing their masks because they're concerned about their own health and other people. So that might be part of the explanation. Just because there is no mask mandate doesn't mean everybody's not going to wear one. Yeah, so no. what's going to stop the impending doom? What's going to stop us all um, from dying? To, ho- to hold off doing. a little bit longer, they're saying, you know, a lot of people went out for spring break. A lot of people are saying, well, we don't have to wear a mask, so we're not going to. A lot of people are having these huge gatherings. A lot of clubs and businesses are reopening. And so they're saying, hold off. Make sure you still wear your mask. Make sure you're still social distancing. Make sure you get that vaccination when it's available to you. Make your appointment and then we'll feel safer. So yeah. that way we can be able to be back out and about again by the summer. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, listen, I think it's a lot of fear mongering going on to get people to rush out there and take the vaccine. I don't think it's a coincidence that she makes that statement on the same week that Joe Biden yeah. says he's getting a, a whole new bushel or batch of well we do know that in other countries though they have actually had to go back into some sort of lockdown just because of the surge in numbers and we have had a surge in numbers Mm. you know it has been spring break so if it means that you just have to wear your mask when you go out just do that even if it's not mandated that's all i think what we're trying to say here america is whatever Georgia, Florida, and Texas is doing, that's what we all need to be doing. Right. Because it seemed like they got Florida had a sur- Florida had a surge in numbers. Really? Yeah, but even their yes, surge in numbers doesn't match New York and New Jersey. We're still shut down a majority of the time. We still have to wear masks. So they just can't explain that. Like people say, oh, in Texas, yeah, we wear our masks. Well, we wear our masks in New York and New Jersey in, in, in cases of spike. But they open in Texas. You can go to a restaurant at full capacity. You can go to a venue and watch sports. You can go to your kids can play football and your kids would, are going to school. So I, I just they just got to explain it. I'm shocked about them wearing masks in Texas. I would think that if it's any place they feel like, you know, uh, a, a mask is um, unpatriotic or whatever they was trying to say. Mm-hmm. It'd be Texas. Yeah. But you know, a lot of businesses are still saying if you want to come in here like a Target or whatever, you you have to wear a mask. Right. Well, so, I'm wearing mine. Me too. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Oh, man, on the line, we got the boy Trav. Trav, what up? Ah, Trav. We also got Nick G on the line. Nick G, what up? Man, what's cracking, y'all? Trav, you got to say something to say, Nick G? Listen, I'm not going to say what I want to say. Congratulations. What do you want to say? Hold on, Trav. We don't know you to censor yourself. There's nothing you, there's not, there's nothing you can say, Trav. I think I had the better single. No, you didn't. I think that, uh, oh. I, I think that my song has more replay value. No, it doesn't. <laughs> get, out, get out here, Trav. No, it doesn't. As far as, far as a single is concerned. No, it doesn't. I don't know if you know what a structured single is as far as just a hook. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Trav, Trav, Trav. All I know is Sean Stone was going hard against you. He was coming at me you for know, supporting you. Know what's you. crazy about that, Yee? 
the whole reason we got into this is because Nick randomly called up one day and started going mm. in on Porta Party Guy for no absolute reason. And I told him First of all, his name is Sean Stone. His name is Sean Stone. Uh, First of all, Sean Stone should have nothing to say to Trav because Sean Stone lost. Just because somebody else beat Trav, you can't cheer and act like that's your win. You acting like Red from Friday. You ain't knocked Debo out, Sean Stone. Okay. Cut off because I never got knocked out because my this had nothing to do with this man because he told me. Trav, you lost. Don't be a sore loser, Trav. Don't be a sore loser. There's nothing worse than a there's nothing worse than a tender top. Well, Nick G, congratulations. Nick G, Nick G, how you feeling this morning, Nick G? Like a top. Man, I'm at I'm at work. Mad in the mug. I'm at work. But I just wanted to tell y'all, man. Thank you for letting me letting us do this. It was fun. Uh, Trav, I'm, like I said, bro, I told you on Instagram, I'm down for round two. You think mm. I can't make? You think I can't make a full song? Try me, bro. Woo! Try me. All right, Nick G. All right, Nick G. Yeah, so Let's I get that. Y'all have a good day, and uh, man, thank you, man. Follow me on Instagram. Married with children with two L's, man. Salute right. to my guy, Nick G. Trav, take your L. Don't be a sore loser, sir. Hello, who's this? Well, damn. Um, it's Mello. What's the vibe? Mello. 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 talking to your bae, man. Yo, I so good, right? Can we drop on the cruise box for Angela Yee for the one time? Because her wholesale day was so wavy. Like... I, was, oh, I really you. enjoy myself. You got some tracks for your hair, bro? <laughs> Mello nah. came with his girl and his son. We were talking about you, MV. We was like, yo, we need to get him a lace front beard ASAP. He just got to let it go. <laughs> he, yo, he, he got a new, Melo, he got a new one on the day. It's so distracting. Oh, my goodness. I ain't going to lie. It was a whole topic of conversation, MV. We were talking about doing lace front beards because of you. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm like, inspiring for real, businesses. For real. <laughs> OD, like, you put hair plugs in your beard now, bro? Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm banging with it but yo yeez man I really appreciate you like really coming out here and doing this for the community so I have something for you I just need to know where I can send it to you feel me okay alright I'll send you the address I bet that's all I wanted to say man and I'm not even gonna hold you I expected Trav to win that yesterday but that was crazy shout out to Nick Z shout out to both of them cause Trav he did not give y'all trash at all he gave y'all complete heat it was just a different vibe alright bro okay Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? <laughs> hey, peace and blessings, man. What's going on, Walt? Oh, here we go. Why are you laughing? What's up, we got, Sean? We got up, Sean Stone What's on up? the line. What's up? What's up, Charlamagne? What's up, Envy? What's up, Angela Yee? What's happening, Ken? Uh, man, all I want to say is, what happened to that boy? Yo, that you didn't win though. Yo, Sean, you can't, you can't, yo, you sound like red. Yo, listen, you sound like red and Friday right now. You yeah, didn't knock on, Debo out, bro. That was that was all Craig. You ain't had nothing to do with that. Hold on, but Travis not hold on. Debo at all. I, I he was Debo to you. Hold on, Charlamagne. I have I've been a, a, admit that to beat me in the rap battle. I don't care. But at the end of the day, Nick Q whooped that boy ass. You that don't I mean? got nothing to do with you. And you nothing should, to do yeah, with you. You should not be gloating in that. That is not your That's win. That's not your win. You, you, huh? still, you still got to get your get back. 
No, listen. Mike at Back is rocking with Nick T. I'm actually Nick T. Manager now, man. Oh, yeah. Shut you, up, man. you definitely read from oh, Friday. Empty, Go ahead. Empty, get your chain empty. back. Go grab your bike. That's my bike. I did that. Yeah, yo, great. Yo, Go. yo, man. Hold on, hold on. Yo, Nick T., that dude is a special dude, man. You know what I mean? He ripped from Milwaukee. You didn't get that win, though. Yo, Sean, that is, stop trying to live vicariously through Nick G, bro. How are you going to say, yo, I, that's my win? You can't live vicariously like through Nick G. Nick, that, Nick G is the man. You not, This battle Sean got crazy. He didn't do nothing. <laughs> what happened to that? We wasn't involved. <laughs> he really gloating. Like, like, he, like he sent the hit on Nick G. Hey, what's up, man? Get it off your chest. Hey, yeah, DJ Avery, quick question, man. I work for uh, Dish Latino, man. We trying to still get you to do a promotion for us in Spanish, man. Okay, DJ Envy. All right, you work for Dish Latino. Say it in Spanish, then. Hey, DJ Envy, te necesitamos para hacer un comercio en español. That definitely doesn't sound right. You say un commercial. Come on, what's un commercial? So Spanglish. Yeah, a commercial. You know, we need you out here, man. How do you say your beard is? How do you say your beard is artificial in Spanish? <laughs> I don't know to be honest. See, see, my Spanish is I see, I see. I will. Uh, you gotta holler at my Latino manager, Dramos. <laughs> oh man, hey man, I know a Dominican when I see one, man. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Goodbye, man. Have a good one. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Hello, who's this? Yeah, what's going on, Evie? What's going on, Charlemagne? Good morning, Angela. It's Rick. Good peace, morning. Rick. 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 Peace. I'm good, man. How are you guys? Hey, bless black and highly favored. Likewise, my In Envy's case, bless back and highly died. <laughs> Yo, um, I want to talk about the vaccine, right? And and what 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 we should you know do as a nation? Listen, when we when we when we're listening to these people, uh, Fauci and and um, the CDC, we got to let's go, Doctor Rick. Let's go. Yeah, we got we got to take what they're saying with a grain of salt, man. Because you go, you ever go to the you ever go to the mechanic? He's always going to tell you that something wrong. That's why she's always giving you impending gloom. You go to the mechanic for something, he's going to tell you, listen, you got this and this and that needs to be fixed. We got to use our common sense. If masks <laughs> and washing our hands and social distancing has gotten us this far, let's continue to do that. And not listen to everything else that they're saying because they're just confusing the hell out of us, man. I and thought that's what they were saying to do, to continue to... Saying, Angela, Angela mm-hmm. they're telling you about the numbers and they're saying spikes and they're, they're creating all this fear. That's what Charlamagne is talking about, this fear-mongering. And, and then they're politicizing the fear and using it to do other things. Like, I, I think with us, we just need to take the stuff with a grain of salt because they are feeding big pharmacy, pharmaceutical companies that are benefiting from all this stuff. And why would they want it to go away if they're going to benefit from it? My son is a, a special needs child. And before he, um, before he, he became autistic, he didn't take a vaccine. And then he took a vaccine and all of a sudden he became like that. So that's why I have no trust for mm. big pharmacy. For big pharmaceuticals, I have no trust for these vaccines. But, and I mean, you what, what, what you vaccine did your son take, sir? Rick? The MMR vaccine. And the MMR vaccine when he was younger, the, the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, as uh, when he was three years old, and Damn. he was he was fine up until that point. And if you look it up, one in one in twenty kids in Jersey is autistic, especially boys. They have some okay, so you're sex. saying so you're saying people should not get the vaccine. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you gotta okay. you gotta you gotta use your own common sense and do your own research and look things up for yourself, and not just just go on there just listen to what they're saying on the news all the time because they have agendas behind whatever they're doing. You have your agenda is your family. Their agenda is validating their job 
and their agenda is, is, is politicizing this whole thing. So you got to be careful. So I know people have taken the vaccines, and I'm not telling no one not to take the vaccine, but, you know, do your research and, and use your common sense and not just, you know, be like sheep. In the I'm with you. Listen, I'm, I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all, but, you know, I'm just paying attention. I'm just, just, just observing everything, you know, and there's plenty of doctors, white and black, who tell me don't rush out there and take the vaccine yet. I got some doctors who tell me like, they're they not taking the vaccine until this coming fall. And they were saying that to me since last fall. So, Well, I know. am just going to continue to wear my mask when I'm out and washing. Yeah, I, I always my wash my too. hands constantly. Oh, so. Yeah, 100%. I mean, even though I took the vaccine, I'm, there's, there's nothing going to change. I'm still wearing a mask. I'm still going to be making sure that I, I, I wash my hands and, and all that. I'm, I'm, nothing changes. But I, it does seem very strange that the head of the CDC said, it's impending doom. And then Joe Biden says, we got more vaccines coming than we ever had before. It just sounds like fear mongering to make sure that you go out there and get that vaccine. I see they just. I think up. she meant I think she just meant impending doom. If you continue to act like nothing's wrong as the states are opening back up and continue to not wear your mask. She's just saying, make sure you continue to do these precautions. Mm. All right. Well, I see they opened up the age limit uh, in New York of individuals yep. that get shots. So now you 30. can sign up for an appointment 30 and up. And then they, I think they said by next month, in a couple of weeks, you'll be able to be um, 18 and up or something April like that. April 6th is 16 and up. 16 April 6th yep. is 16, oh, 16 and up. Today and up. is 30 mm-hmm. and up. Yep. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way. And by the way, just because it's open, you still got to get an appointment. Yeah, so, you I just know, can't that's run up in there and be like, give me my shot. No, you yeah, it's really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> and and they and I saw Joe Biden did say everybody's going to be avail- uh, able to get one within five miles of where they mm-hmm. live, too. All right, so coming up, we're going to talk about a little Nas X versus Nike with these Satan shoes. Now there is a lawsuit, and we'll tell you what's you happening. No, that was coming. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Listen up. Well, a lot of controversy surrounding Little Nas X right now, ever since he put out his new video from Montero, Call Me By Your Name. And then he also dropped these Nikes. They were not official Nikes, but they were Satan-themed Nike Air Max 97s and uh, allegedly it has a drop of blood in each pair there were 666 pairs made by the way they sold out in less than a minute mm. and mm-hmm, and he was explaining why he did that he said people already demonized who I am and put me in a painting of okay he's evil he's doing this he's doing that so it's like you know what I'll take that I'll be that and I'm going to make the best of it so uh, you can get those sneakers in case you didn't want, in case you couldn't get them already, by tweeting to enter Mischief's lottery drawing competition by April first. But Nike is suing the maker, that's Mischief, of uh, the little Nas X Satan shoes for trademark infringement because they have nothing to do with these sneakers. Well, so com- they want to make sure there's no confusion. Well, that company had to know that was coming. I mean, the way they marketed it, it actually, you know, sounded like Lil Nas had a sneaker with Nike. A Nike and, release. And that's horrible publicity for Nike because it does damage to their brand and reputation. So, you, they, you know, that company had to know a lawsuit was coming. Yeah, but I couldn't figure out how they got so many pairs of Air Maxes to make those sneakers. They got 666 pairs of Air mm-hmm. Maxes and were able to cut them open and put blood in them. Like, how, who gets that many pair of Nikes? Man, whose blood was it? <laughs> is it for sure? Is there for sure blood in it though, or is that I just don't know. a? That's how, they, that's how, they how would you know? It? I, I don't know, right. but, but why? But why are they marketing it like that? Then I don't know. That's, but a, they that's, did a, that's a question for the company, like not yeah. us. Like they, why they, they shouldn't be marketing it like that if it's not real blood? 
Now, the same company also did put out custom-made Jesus shoes in 2019. So I guess now this is uh, their new thing. Well, so. I, love, I love lawsuits. It's the corporate way to punch somebody in the mouth. And you're not going to win against a company like Nike. They no money way. too long. And what's crazy is if you're going to do something like this, at least get something out of it. Because I didn't even know the name of the company until you said it just now. Mischief. Yeah, yeah I knew I knew about Lil Nas X and Nike, but I didn't know about the, that company until you said it just now. It's interesting because legally, we'll see what happens. It's just that a lot of people do customize these Nikes and resell them for a lot of money online. They've, Nike has never messed with that because they understand that's sneaker culture. But with this, they're arguing that it's harming their reputation by associating the brand with satanic symbols. Now, I've seen so, Nike issue cease and desist before, the people. Well, they said normally Nike does not do that. They said mm -hmm. normally a lot of people do custom art on their shoes and they resell it. Mm -hmm. Nike's aware of it. They've done nothing previously really because of the sneaker culture. But with this one, because it's a bad look, I that's said, different. I, I remember when they, they sent Rick Owens a cease and desist. Like I've seen them send cease and desist out before. I mean, those are bigger designers though. You know what I mean? Rick Owens is a huge designer. What's it, the difference though? You don't act like Nike don't do this. Nike don't play that. Mm. They allow a lot to, to, to slide sometimes. Yeah, you know, maybe, there's maybe, a lot of people, a lot of people do do that. Yeah, but I'm saying a lot of this stuff might go under the radar. That's, like when, when something true, like this too. makes big noise, like a Rick Owens or a little Nas X, Nike coming. You ain't even got to worry about that. But I'm also that. sure it's because of the satanic theme of it. Of course. Like, we don't want to be affiliated with that. Of course. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Now, front page news, what are we talking about? Yes, and let's talk about the trial for Derek Chauvin. We'll give you some information as it started yesterday, and we'll tell you what happened. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with Derek Chauvin and the trial that started yesterday that you can watch on Court TV. Now, this is the former Minneapolis police officer, Derek Chauvin, who knelt on George Floyd's head. And, you know, we keep on talking about this number, eight minutes and 46 seconds. But in the beginning, the prosecuting attorney was intentional about letting people know it was actually longer than that. You will learn that he was well aware that Mr. Floyd was unarmed, that Mr. Floyd had not threatened anyone, that Mr. Floyd was in handcuffs. He was completely in the control of the police. He was defenseless. You will learn what happened. In that nine minutes and 29 seconds, when Mr. Derek Chauvin was applying this excessive force to the body of Mr. George Floyd. Whew, and that was the prosecuting attorney, Jerry Blackwell. Now, there were also three witnesses, including a 911 dispatcher and two bystanders who also took the stand for the prosecution to lay the groundwork for what happened with George Floyd's final moments. As far as the defense, the defense attorney is saying that it was basically George Floyd's fault because he was drunk. You will hear from Chris Martin, who is the store clerk at Cup Foods. Mr. Martin observed Mr. Floyd. He watched his body language. He interacted with Mr. Floyd in this moment. And Mr. Martin formed the opinion that Mr. Floyd was under the influence of something. At 8.01 p.m., a second clerk from the Cup Foods named Omar Kamara called 911 to report Mr. Floyd. During that call, Mr. Camaro, you will hear, describe Mr. Floyd as drunk. 
What does that have to do with Derek uh, Chauvin murdering George Floyd? You see how so what the to... defense attorney is trying to do, Eric Nelson, is trying to prove that there were some health issues so that it wasn't the knee but a combination of drug use. Here's what else he had to say about George Floyd. You will hear evidence of what happened in the Mercedes-Benz in the 20 to 30 minutes prior to the police arriving. You will hear from Mr. Floyd's friends, Shawanda Hill and Maurice Hall. This will include evidence that while they were in the car, Mr. Floyd consumed what were thought to be two Percocet pills. Mr. Floyd's friends will explain that Mr. Floyd fell asleep in the car and that they couldn't wake him up. Do you see how they try to demonize black people? Right. Mm -hmm. Let's just say all of that was true. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's just say all of it was true. So what? He wasn't violent to the police officer. He didn't attack the police officer. He didn't commit no crime. Getting drunk and high off pills and falling asleep in a car means that you should be killed by police. Well, how many white boys need to get killed this morning? then? Because I know that it's some right now drunk and high off some pills somewhere. Think about it. Uh, George Floyd was laying there non-responsive for another three minutes and 51 seconds after having seizures, after crying out for help. And still, for almost four minutes, non-responsive, and you still have your knee on his neck? I mean, that is ridiculous. Now, the first witness that was called to the stand was Jenna uh, Scurry. She's a 911 dispatcher who directed officers to the store. And here's what she said as she talked about the video. I first asked if the screens had frozen. Why did you ask that? Because it hadn't changed. And did you find that it had frozen? No. Well, I was know? told that it was not frozen. Did you see the screen change yourself? Yes, I saw the person's moving. So what did you start thinking at that point? Something might be wrong. That's how long they had their knee on his neck. She thought that the screen was frozen. Okay, the second prosecution witness was Alicia Maria Euler. She was an employee at the gas station across the street from where George Floyd died. She noticed that police were messing with someone, and she actually recorded seven cell phone videos from a distance. These were played in court. And then the third witness was Donald Wynn Williams II, a professional MMA fighter who was actually there, and he was one of the most vocal bystanders. Here's what he said. Based on your training experience, that this looked like a blood choke. That is correct. And did you say that to the officer? That's correct. How did he respond when you said that to him? He looked at me right here. It's the only time he looked at me. When I said it was a blood choke, it's the only time he looked up. We looked each other dead in our eyes. When I said it, he acknowledged it. All right. I have zero expectations for this trial. We all know Derek Chauvin needs to be under the jail for murder, but this country has never shown me that it does the right thing, uh, especially when it's white cops killing black people. So if justice is served and Derek Chauvin gets prison time, I'll be pleasantly surprised. But it's not like they're going to give him a life or anything. I highly doubt it. But, man, if they don't convict Derek Chauvin at all, last summer going to look and seem like spring break in Florida because they're going to burn this country to the ground in a real way if they don't convict uh Derek Chauvin. He should be it just convicted. makes you feel like you have video, you have witnesses. Have everything. We've seen it all. He should be convicted. Not it a problem. Shouldn't even be. It should be grand opening, grand closing. It should be. Should be. Yes, but it's America. A M E R I K K K A. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Well, let's lighten it up a little bit. When we come back, we have some special guests joining us. We have Chantel Calloway and Renee King. Now, That's right. Chantel Calloway is a game owner. She owns a game called Rhyme Antics that recently got uh, in Target and Walmart. That's right. She's the first black woman. 
to have a game in a targeted Walmart. You see, I'm holding up Ryan Mantix right mm-hmm. here. You see me on Revolt. Mm-hmm. You see me. You see me. All right. And also, Renee King. Now, Renee King is the founder of FunBlackFounders.com. Now, that is like a crowdsourcing where if you are a black entrepreneur and you need some help, you need some money, where you put your product on there, they help you raise money to get your product going. I mean, there's so many different products on that site. You should definitely check it out anyway. You can donate a dollar to help somebody that's or $20 right. to help somebody and that's fund F-U-N-D blackfounders.com and we're going to talk with them and, and, and not only are we going to talk to them that's what we're uh, going to do for Chantel this morning we're going to raise money for her and Ryan Mantics because it's one thing to be on these shelves at Walmart and Target it's another to stay there but we'll discuss it alright keep it locked it's The Breakfast Club good morning The Breakfast Club It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have some special guests with us this morning. That's right. We have Chantel Calloway, who's been up here before. She has the game Rhyme Antics with us. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. And you brought Renee King with you. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. So why are we here today? Well, first of all, how is Rhyme Antics doing? Don't yeah. be afraid to flex, Chantel. <laughs> Don't be humble. How has Rhyme Antics been doing? No. Uh, Rhyme Antics is doing great. Um... I've been working a lot. I was up here in 2019. Um, I've been working very hard, and Rymantics just made Black History by becoming the first Black-owned game to be sold in Target and Walmart. Hey. So yeah, you t- you I've been about on this. the How grind. Long ago was that? That was. We when I when I talked to you, that was you was fighting to get it in the club. I, and you were telling me how difficult it was. Yeah, to get it yeah. In so I was stores. only in Target at that point, and so I won a pitch competition through Essence Fest. And Walmart, and then that's how I was able to get Congrats. to Walmart. Congrats. Yeah, thank that you. That is amazing. Thank you. Well, yeah. What was the process of getting the game in the target? Um, that was also a pitch competition I won. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took two years after winning that pitch competition of me really fighting um, and following up with the buyer consistently and, you know, fighting for my spot to be in there. Um, and so... Yeah, it, it's been a 10-year journey, and I've just been fighting and fighting, you know, for, you know, our place as, as black inventors mm-hmm. in these big box stores because, you know, less than 1% of, you know, we have, we own less, we, I'm so sorry, we own less than 1% of the occupancy in these stores. Mm. It's like, you know, less than 30 products are black owned in Target and Walmart. And when you go in there and you see, you know, 20,000 products, only about 30 are maybe black owned so you know those statistics they're so low and you know we just have to really fight for our place but I am here today because I'm actually raising money for the business because um, you know now that I'm in big box I'm like you know I have to sustain that success and it's been pretty hard so you know I need to raise money for a marketing budget and to manage logistics and more inventory it's I was like, gonna ask like when, so yeah. when, when you do Target and Walmart and these stores and they say okay give me a hundred thousand games mm-hmm. now I have to be that? able to supply you know for mm-hmm. that demand immediately so you know I used to wonder why more black owned brands weren't in these stores and now I know why it's because black owned businesses do not have the working capital to be able to support the relationship and they don't give you that money up front huh oh uh, no sometimes 90 day to get the money but that's why so many Correct. companies it's a 90 day purchase right? order yeah I mean there's there's partnerships you can take out loans you can um, but for someone like me an entrepreneur who's you know bootstrapped from you know the the bottom up 
you know, I've put all my personal credit on the line to fund the business. You know, like black entrepreneurs don't have the access to capital that white entrepreneurs necessarily do. And so that's why I wanted to bring Renee King up here because um, I decided to do a crowdfunding campaign and raise money for the business through her platform, which is funblackfounders.com. And so, um, you know, there are a bunch of different platforms I could have chosen, but I wanted to go with hers and, you know, it didn't take much. Just, you know, how she really cares about black founders and the challenges that we face it was like a no-brainer for me to go with her, you know, so we're that we're supporting each other as black female business owners. Talk, talk to us about it, Renee. What, what, is, what is funblackfounders.com? Uh, so we are a black founder-friendly rewards crowdfunding platform, and essentially what we do is we help founders like Chantel um, raise money to start or grow their businesses. Um, we what black founder-friendly means is that we understand Chantel's experience, right? Like our biggest issue that she just mentioned. Black entrepreneurs are starting businesses with less than 30,000 and they're literally using their personal credit. They're doing using day job salaries. They're putting like everything they can to do this versus white entrepreneurs are starting businesses with over 106,000. That start capital is crazy. That gap that's the problem. So when we're like thinking like, why aren't there more black owned, you know, games in Walmart and Target? That's the issue. Like 20% of black businesses, 20% 20 of black people start businesses, but less than 4%, less than 4% of them actually survive. And it's wow. because of capital. Mm -hmm. They don't have resources. So I actually, we jumped in and created from black founders because I was actually at a conference um, for black founders, um, black women founders, where there was an investor there who shamed the group for not being able to raise a friends and family round. Like that investor literally was just like, what's your problem? Like if you can't raise a friends and family round, what does that say about you? A lot of fa family and friends ain't got no money. Right. That's the issue, right? When you think not, about it. A lot it. of family, they're not privileged. <laughs> like we're not like Mark Zuckerberg who's going to get like a check of 25000 50000 from an aunt or an uncle to go start this business, right? No, like that's yeah. not our experience. When you think about like the average liquid savings for a black family is like less than $2,000. So that's not coming for us. But crowdfunding is an answer for us, right? Crowdfunding, when we do group economics and we all come together, how we're doing this, we can all like now make sure Chantel can stay on the shelves in Walmart and Target, that she can compete. And I think like no one understands like really the magnitude of that. Like she is on shelves with like Mattel. You're mm -hmm. on shelves with like huge businesses that and all those companies. they have like unlimited <laughs> resources. Right. And this is what she's competing with. So, but our community and everyone, not just us, like people who are socially conscious, we can all like come together to like help her stay there. But before we continue, right? What's the what's the website? What is it? fundblackfounders.com and you can just go there and what type in rhymantics or it'll just pop yep. up oh, it pops up it yep. pops up okay. but the, yeah. the dope thing about the site is let's say that let's say you want to just invest and help mm -hmm. other people brothers and sisters do it you can just go ahead and be like you know what I'm going to give this guy $50 I'm going to give this one 25 I'm going to give this one 25 and it's all to their goal of making what they're trying to make so they can you know, fund their projects or whatever it is, which is pretty dope. Like, I see some people that got, you know, well over what they asked for, 140% funded. You know, mm -hmm. I see somebody that's at, you know, 4% funded. And you could just donate and say, you know what, I just want to, I got an extra, I got a stimulus check and I can, yeah. you know, throw some money around. So <laughs> I'm going to help my people. I need all the stimmy checks. <laughs> how, much, how much you trying to raise, Chantel? I'm trying to raise $100,000. Not trying. I'm going to raise $100,000. And what would I, I go have to? to. Um, so a large portion of it is going to go to the marketing budget. So I have, you know, 
thousands of games sitting on shelves. It, people brand awareness needs to be created to push people into the stores to buy the game in the stores. Um, and so we need a big marketing budget. I want to create jobs, and I also, you know, a big part of this is so that I can bring other black-owned games in behind me as a publishing company. So, you know, this was never just about me. This was always about the culture. This is always about my community, the kids, the literacy crisis, which is my mission that I fight against every day, the mission that keeps me going, really. And, you know, if everybody who listens to this interview just donates $20, I will make my goal. So I'm asking, please, everybody, donate $20 if you can. Any any amount you contribute is, is definitely appreciated and a blessing. All right, now keep it locked. We got more with Chantel Calloway and Renee King when we come back. And don't forget, also coming up, my huge announcement, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Chantel Calloway, the owner of Rhyme Antics, a game that just got accepted in Target and Walmart. And also Renee King, the founder of FunBlackFounders.com. Now, Charlemagne? How does crowdfunding help to simplify the entrepreneurship process? Great question. So the thing is that I think everyone has this great momentum right now about buying black, right? And that's great. Like we can easily walk into stores and like a black owned business and we see that and we go and support it. But the other element that's missing is that in addition to buying black, you have to fund black, right? And funding it means they get enough resources that they can sustain, they can continue to be around, right? So like, for Chantel, she needs to marketing budget, right? That's not gonna come from you just buying it off of the shelves because she's still an early stage business. So what we do at Fun Black Founders is that we're helping her to crowdfund so she can raise this money, right? To go ahead and now get the marketing budget together so she can compete with other things. So I think that's the missing link that um, people don't understand like about this when they're like it's just buy black buy black no the other element of it is like funding it and the reason why you have to fund it is that black entrepreneurs get the highest denial rate for bank loans they Mm. get the but they have less than one percent chance of receiving like an investment like an um, an angel investment or venture capital like they don't get these things right versus other entrepreneurs they can walk in with an idea and they get a check instantly to go do it. That's not our experience. So we have to be the ones, as she said, group economics coming together to fund our black owned businesses so that we can have more. Um, and we can't be comfortable that she's the first one in Walmart and Target. Like that's crazy in this day and age. Like mm-hmm. we've been playing games forever like, and we know how to play. <laughs> like that's, we invented this stuff and that she's the first in this 2021. Like, so we have to be really intentional about thinking of these things. Like when you're going out there, like looking for her game to purchase it, but also like looking for the expi- the aspiring entrepreneur who has an idea, like let's get them on the platform. Let's get them to go ahead and crowdfund the money that they need to get it started, to get it going. And they can start testing and figuring things out. All right, well, let's play the game now. Okay. I'm ready. You, you ready? Game? You remember yeah. how to play? We don't want to open that one. You know how you didn't bring one too? I got big cards here. All right, come on. All right. Do I need cards? I want the mic, though. I like holding the mic. Where's the mic? I bet you do like holding the mic. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start off hard, honestly. Whoa. All right. Yeah. Oh, All right. This is the intellectual level. So, Rhyme Antics is a rap battle game, two teams battle. There's three levels of difficulty easy, intermediate, intellectual. 
Choose a difficulty level. We're gonna do, go with intellectual. So who's on teams right now? So you easy. guys are a team. I'm okay. Easy. I'm on his team. So it's Charlemagne, Envy, and Renee are a team. I'm the I'm the rhyme referee. So I just sit here <laughs> by myself and listen to your bars. I might okay. chime in if if you right. if you're struggling. Let's go. All right. So I'm on a mission. So I gotta say something that rhymes with mission. A sentence. Last word gotta rhyme with mission. Me All first. Right. Go ahead. I'm on a mission. I don't want to pay my daughter's tuition. Very good. I'm on a mission, and I'm going to always listen. <laughs> no. <laughs> that don't work? Go, go. I'm on a mission. Um, I got to go get my emissions. Yeah, keep going. There's mad words on here. I'm on a mission. When water starts glistening. What? I'm on a mission. <laughs> going to take somebody fishing. Okay. I'm on a mission. Black women got hella ambition. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, I'm on a mission. I'm trying to put out this new Rhymantics rendition. How? Yeah. <laughs> so these are all the words. On the back, ambition, ambition, fruition, fruition. Man, we ain't get none of those. Suspicion, transition, permission. Yeah, so that's the beauty of the game. You be like, damn. <laughs> she got one. She got this. She got one. Damn, that's because I was cheating, looking at it. We don't have the timer going either. I know it's sixty seconds. It's sixty seconds. Okay. okay. This is a famous kickoff. I get around. Go. I get around, round like my doodle stay brown. <laughs> what? Oh my God. <laughs> So nasty. I get around. Ask Envy, how's it going down? <laughs> <laughs> when I go to the A, I love to party at Compound. Hey. <laughs> um, I get around. I don't know. Uh, um, I get around. Life is going down. He said down already. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> you did? <laughs> oh, my God. Who goes oh, next? On, is it still me? Well, you really didn't say anything, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you play, though. I okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. I love Tupac's sound. Right. I was lost and now I'm found. Boom. My man's a dog, like a hound. I get around. I don't want my car to get impounded. I don't Very know. Good. <laughs> oh, Charlemagne, your, bo your bars are profound. Hey. Right. I love it. All right, one more. Let's do an easy one. What's this, elementary? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's do elementary. <laughs> My, my life is at stake. Okay. My life is at stake. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> my life is at stake. I really want a steak. <laughs> okay. I like that. My life is at stake. Can you make me a plate? <laughs> my life is at stake. Envy's beard is fake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play this game no more. I don't play this game no more. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Damn, Envy. Is it though? No, no. Yes, it definitely <laughs> is. Um, My life is at stake. Envy, give it that Beijing a break. <laughs> it's not your go. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm old. I have an ache. My life is at stake. I'll never swim in a lake. My life is at stake. You know I don't bake. My life is at stake. Speaking of bake, Envy got them yellow cakes. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> what are yellow cakes? I gotta get I gotta get extra points for rhyming it twice, right? What's yellow cakes? Yellow huh? cakes is he's saying my buns. No, like, oh, no, 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 so you can't, the English language is so big, right? You can't possibly put every word on the back of the card. So there is a rule when you're actually playing the game that if you say a word that rhymes, the other team, if they agree that it did rhyme, you'll okay. get a point. 
So, you know, you get credit for all your bars as long as it was an actual rhyme word. Rhymantics is a great game for kickbacks, man. Go to funblackfounders.com, support Chantel Calloway, and sh- support funblackfounders.com. Renee, I think what y'all doing is dope. Yeah. Thank you. Funblackfounders.com. Funblackfounders.com. Yes, Rhymantics. Very easy to donate. Just click uh, Express Checkout. And, you know, if everybody listening donates at least $20, we can make gold by the end of this week. Please. Help this black business stay in business. Forget the week. I'm trying to do it today. As my man Killer Mike <laughs> said, if everybody does a little, nobody got to, has to do a lot. Amen. Group economics. That's right. <laughs> Let's just get right. it together. Group economics. Chantel Calloway, Renee King, thank you for joining thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank and you. if anything pops up that's pretty cool, you you know, send us a text and, and we'd love to support and, and help them out. Will do. I'm going right. to hold y'all to it. Thank you. It's the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Good morning. I got Happy a, uh, Tuesday. Got a major announcement right now. Hit the drum roll now. Tell us what's in your beard. Finally. Yes, I've been waiting for this. Now, you guys know I'm a father of five, so I always look for something to do with my family, right? Keep drum rolling. Keep drum rolling. Keep drum rolling. Come on, one time. <laughs> so shout to my family at 105.3 to be out in Atlanta. Shout to Lincoln Tech. Now Florida, Alabama, New Orleans, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, and of course Atlanta. July 3rd, it is back. The Drive Your Dreams car show is coming back. That's right. Join me July 3rd, 4th of July weekend. You always need something to do 4th of July weekend, right? So I'll be at the crib barbecue, and when you can hang with me, it will be safe. You have to wear your mask, but... It'll be a fun day. Games for kids. They're going to be video games, face painting, a whole lot of stuff. Celebrity cars, exclusive cars, exotic cars. There's going to be stuff for women. If you want to get your nails done, if you want to get facials, if you want to get your hair braided. All that's going down in one spot and you can have fun. A lot of uh, special guests, a lot of celebrity guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. So again. So you're doing it in person this year? We're doing it in person this year in Atlanta, July 3rd. Now. This will sell out fast because usually we can just open it up and anybody can come. But because of everything that's going on with the pandemic, we have to keep it kind of small. So it will sell out fast. It will be in person. And I'm not going to announce all the cars and celebrities I have yet. We'll do that in a little bit. But let's just say we're in Atlanta. So if you could think of the... Stop the music. If you think of the biggest artists in Atlanta, I have all their cars. Then you said you was getting me a car for this too? I did not say that. I said I have the biggest artist in Atlanta's cars. I, I I got a car I want to enter, and it's the color of your beard. It's it's Mate Black. That's Matt, Matt Black. Matt, not oh, Matt Matt Black. Matt. I don't know Matt. <laughs> My goodness. I don't know who Matt is. But it will be amazing. Your favorite DJs will be DJing. We'll have some performances. It's just going to be a lot of fun that day. Family fun. Shout to Lincoln Tech. Shout to The Beat in Atlanta. Make sure you get your tickets right now. Early bird specials. Now, this is what we try to do for family fun. I know a lot of times when you go to car shows or you go to different things for your family, it's super duper expensive. We try to keep the cost down so you can come and enjoy yourself. What's right? the date? July 6th, you July said? 3rd. 3rd. It's a Saturday. July 3rd. Okay. July 3rd. Tickets are $19.99. Early bird special. So get your tickets right now. For more information, click the link in my bio. So if you want to see what your favorite celebrities drive, if you want to see exotic cars, exclusive cars, cars from the paid and full era, that's that 80s, 90s cars. We also have the dunks. We have the 60s cars for your dads and your mamas and your grandmamas and all that. So come on out. There's going to be a lot of food. We're going to be barbecuing. So I want to see you 
4th of July weekend in Atlanta. It's a family fun day. I want you to bring your family out. I encourage you to bring your family out. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to have all my family there. My kids will be running around. We're going to have a lot of time July 3rd in Atlanta. That's amazing. But the average temperature in Atlanta, Atlanta is 90 degrees in July. I don't know if your Beijing gonna hold up in that heat, bro. This is indoors and we have air conditioning, so you don't have to worry about the rain. Bro. You don't have to worry about the the heat. I don't you don't know. have to worry about. But listen, anything. all I gotta say is, Emmy, just don't lean back on none of those car seats because we don't want no stains. <laughs> Please, this is not coming Please. to America. This is not your soul, girl. <laughs> Come on out. So get glow. Your, so glow. Yeah, get your tickets now. We're going to have a lot of fun in Atlanta. I'm super duper excited. We've been working on this for about two years. So the fact that we finally pulled it off. So if you're in Dope. Florida, Alabama, New Orleans, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, you're less than a three-hour drive. So I want to see you in Atlanta. Why stay at the crib and barbecue in the backyard when you can barbecue with me? We'll have some fun. There's going to be a lot of surprises, a lot of gifts, a lot of guests. So get your tickets now. 1999, yes. and there's only a limited amount of tickets for 1999. So get them now. They will be gone today. Well, I'm happy that y'all back in the video you this year and uh, I would rather you there than over somebody's grill because that Beijing is definitely going <laughs> to drip in somebody's grill and that South Heat. I'm telling you that right now. Okay. Why are you really I had one, I had one, Yo, I had one issue. <laughs> I had one issue with your announcement. Yes, what's that? Women are not the only ones that like to get their nails done and get facials and do all of that. It's men too. So uh, for everybody, well, you, can, you face. can get your nails. <laughs> anybody get your nails done. done. Somebody had and to I, give them a facial. And <laughs> I know Envy loves a good facial. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I almost said absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, come on now. And the reason we do we, what? The reason we do so many different games and fun <laughs> things and hair done and nails done is because we want it to be enjoyable for the family. You know, you might. Want to, you, you might want to go with your husband and your husband's not in the car right. so he can go over there and get his nails done. Or ladies, you know, you, you might not care about the cars and say, you know what, I, I need just you want to chill and stay ever. Why can't the up. men not care and the women care? <laughs> you okay, Envy, you, I got an Envy, idea, you get a Envy said he wants a facial and he wants to get his face painted. I, exactly, and I got an idea. You should get your face painted, get the beard put on in Atlanta at the car show. You should get your beard done in Atlanta at the car show. Envy, let me hear you say, paint me. Pay ain't. It's the pay ain't. You know, see, that's why I can't, I can't do anything. I try to announce my car show. I'm so excited. I've been working for we a long time. We happy for you. It. And everything is like, pay ain't. It's the pay ain't. Come to the car you, show man. and Envy's going to show you how he does his pay ain't. Right. <laughs> we happy for you, man. Okay, the, listen, by the way, the best paint job at the car show is going to be your face. That is a fact. There's not a car that's oh going to be goodness. there that's right. going to be painted better right. than your beard is right now. All right. All right. Tickets are on sale right now. <laughs> Eventbrite. I hate y'all mother effers. All right, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Bow Wow, man. It's about time. I hate y'all. <laughs> rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Bow Wow was recently talking to Hollywood Unlocked and he was talking about co-parenting and making sure that what do you do when you have a child, but the child has a half brother or half sister? Here's what he had to say. Would you support her other kid the same way you support your daughter with that? Absolutely. That was a question I asked Jermaine, right? Because Jermaine has the same exact situation, right? He has Shania, but Shania has a sister. I would always ask Jermaine for that type of advice. Like, you know, I know it's going to be a time where I go to the house and maybe pick up Shy and her little brother might want to come too. How does that work? I look at it like when the kids are involved, it's just a positive situation. I'm, I'm prepared for whatever it is in the future that I'm supposed to be prepared for as far as my duty as being the best dad that I can be. You know, at the end of the day, it is family and that's her brother and that's, her, that's her sister. 
Oh, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. My, my that's dad, right. My daddy uh, didn't introduce me to none of my half-sisters. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when did you meet them? <laughs> later on in life. Goodness. Like, way Are later cool on now? in life. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really speak to them. So, so y'all not that cool? No, nah, I mean, I like, hey, <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, I don't speak to, I them. Don't speak to them. Exactly. <laughs> one of my, one of my, ba- one of my barely met, like, I only met her because that came out in the divorce when my mom and dad got a divorce that he had another daughter. And the other one uh, I met before. Salute to, salute to Tara and Sarah. Jeez. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's awkward. The Christmas, wouldn't it be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Do you get them a gift? Do I do what? Do you get them a gift? For no, 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 no. What about no. those South Carolina family reunions? No. <laughs> okay. They weren't, they weren't at those. It's awkward. Mm-mm. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, shout out to them. Um, now, Versus has teamed up with Peloton, and this collab will allow people at home to work out to artists featured on Versus competition. So you can do a Brandy versus Monica run uh, that's led by Rebecca Kennedy that starts March 29th. And there's another bike ride that's led by Cody Rigsby and Emma Lovewell and all kinds of things. So, yes, you can use these playlists and have a good time with Versus on Peloton. They are not playing. No, they're not dropping the clues bonds for Tim and Swiss, man. Absolutely. That's what they're supposed to be doing, though, right? Absolutely. And that's why I keep trying to tell people, like, everything that Versus does right now is a win. They literally started it a year ago on Instagram Mm -hmm. for fun. That's right. Now it's a business where people got equity and Trilla. Now they got deals with Peloton. It's all a win. It's all gravy. They playing with house money. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's part of the fun when you do these classes is the music, right? The music is like, okay, we got one more hill to go. And then they got to play like music that's inspiring for that. Mm -hmm. So I can see how that could be great. All right. Now, Sharon Osbourne, as she is leaving the talk, according to reports, she's going to be walking away with a five to ten million dollar minimum payout. Of course. And she was also able to say that it was her decision to leave the show, according to a source who told Page Six. Now, they said that not only is she getting money, but she's also free to speak about it. She's been on that show for 11 years. She wants to give her side of the story. She knows all the secrets. She, 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 so. I, I knew she was going to end up suing and getting some type of severance. I don't know if she sued, but she definitely got a severance. Yep. Now she can speak about it, so she probably end up getting a big-ass book deal. You know what I mean? Like It's, it's a win for her. She, <laughs> all right, now Piers Morgan, in the meantime, did a column published for the Daily Mail yesterday, and he's talking about what happened with Sharon Osbourne's departure from the talk, and he's called CBS the cowardly broadcasting system. He said that's what CBS stands for in the wake of all of this happening. He said it's an absolute disgrace, and given how Underwood, Cheryl Underwood defended her friend George Lopez when he did say racist things that were caught on camera, it's disgustingly hypocritical of her as is the behavior of CBS, the cowardly broadcasting system who so pathetically bowed to the woke mob, illiberally banged for blood like a bunch of crazed language policing fascists. You know what's going to be crazy about the talk now? Everybody's going to be walking on eggshells because everybody's going to be waiting Mm -hmm. for somebody else to mess up. Like if Cheryl says something people don't like or... You know, the, the the other, you know, women of color on that show, it's going to be a whole mob of people ready to point the finger at them and say, OK, now you got to get them out for what they said. All right. Now, Vanessa Bryan is asking a judge to dismiss her mother's financial support lawsuit. This is really sad because after Kobe Bryant passed, both uh, Vanessa Bryan and her mom, Sophia Lane, have had a, become estranged. And that's because of Sophia Lane's financial demands. Imagine demanding that your daughter financially take care of you for your lifetime right after she's lost her husband and her daughter. 
You know, just a, uh, so now Vanessa Bryant is asking the judge to dismiss this. And this is also because when Sophia was going through her divorce and trying to get financial support from her husband, Stephen Lane, and Stephen Lane was saying that Kobe Bryant had purchased a $1 million home for her mother, Kobe and Vanessa, and he didn't have to provide spousal support. She said these stories were false. And she said, I would never permit Vanessa to do such a thing. I have not and do not, nor should I be required to rely on Vanessa for my support. So now they're bringing that back up in order to dismiss these claims. Get it? Mm-mm-mm. I'm a little confused. Well, I, I, you know what? That's crazy. She went to she went to court to try to get spousal support, and she said that yeah, Vanessa Bryant was not supporting her. But now she's saying that they uh, Kobe Bryant had made a commitment to support her for her lifetime. So which one is it? I mean, you don't have an obligation to necessarily support your mom or dad, but I mean, I, I think that you would, but not if my mom yeah. sues me, though, right? Yeah, don't take me to court for yeah, it. I mean, I think I that's just I don't know that that's heartless. Yeah. They, might not, they might not f with exactly. each other. Exactly, blood is just blood. Like you know, I think that's you, your mother though. though. You don't. You don't Vanessa Bryan said, "My husband and daughter passed away unexpectedly, and yet my mother had the audacity to do a television interview speaking negatively of me while shedding tears for a car and a house that were not in her name. I don't she even... has removed all her diamond jewelry, emptied the apartment I provided, and put away the furniture to make it look like she doesn't have my support. My husband and I have financially supported her over the past 20 years, and I continue to do so in addition to her monthly alimony. You know how some things you hear in the news and you feel like you shouldn't be hearing this or seeing this? This is how I feel about this situation. Absolutely. I feel like this is like family, family business. Right. Well, it's public now, so I just feel like, listen, she's been through a lot. I'm sure she's got you. You ain't got to take her to court and sue her for money to support you forever. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, uh, I just want to say for the car show, too. Uh, kids uh, three and under are absolutely positively free. You can bring your kids. And Coach K. Stop the music. Again. Thank God. I'm I'm too. Coach K. I'm looking for you, Coach K. DJ Mars. I'm, I'm looking for you. Those guys have... An amazing car collection. Well, if you're looking for them, you need to um, take that paint off your face because they're not going to recognize you. Yo, you look like you're undercover. Yo, everything can't be a joke. You look like you're undercover right now. Who are you so. giving your donkey to? Uh, Garrett Miller. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with him, please. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. And the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. They offer the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Make the right call and go with the General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. <laughs> donkey of the day for Tuesday, March 30th goes to Garrett Miller. Who is Garrett Miller? Well, Garrett Miller is a domestic terrorist, a member of Vanilla ISIS, a proud soldier in that racist redneck regime, Al Cracker. Now, law enforcement officers are arresting people who stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Every other day, it seems like. Uh, better late than never, I guess. I don't know what these... I don't know why these folks weren't arrested on the spot. I don't know what these people are being charged with. It doesn't seem like it's much of a media production behind any of these arrests. I mean, when you think about how I think uh, this, what's her name? Park Cannon was arrested last week at the state house in Georgia for simply knocking on the door while Brian Kemp was signing a bill. 
uh, in place to keep niggas from voting. Okay, I mean, I know the circumstances are certainly different, but it sure does feel like Paul Cannon's arrest got more media coverage than the arrest of the mayonnaise mob. But these Trump-loving thugs have been getting arrested, and a lot of these members of a neck called Red have been trying to get low. Okay, they got tired of chasing waterfalls and decided to retreat back to the rivers and trailer parks that they're used to. Now, one of my favorite pastimes is reading about these hillbilly hooligans and how shocked they are when they get arrested. Oh, it's nothing better. See, Garrett is one of more than the 300 human jars of Hellman's who are facing federal charges in connection with the attempted coup that happened on January 6th. I still haven't gotten over this. Okay, all these corn-fed, Confederate-loving clodhoppers attempting a coup in America on the Capitol building, and folks acted like it was just an influx of people wilding in Florida during spring break. And like those kids at spring break, they documented that whole coup via social media, okay? That's how all these hayseed-loving hicks have been getting caught. Sidebar, I bet you make a killing selling hayseed-flavor hookah to these hillbillies, but I digress. Back to the cracker at hand, Garrett Miller. Now, let me tell you about old Garrett. Uh, old Garrett got arrested and on a recorded call immediately after his arrest, Garrett told his mother, mom, I, I don't, I don't think I've done anything wrong. And now I'm being locked up. Garrett's mom replied, allegedly, well, let me call my brother, AKA your father and tell him what's going on. Now, listen, Garrett Miller is saying he didn't do anything wrong. Well, let me run down the list of things he did wrong. The reason I know he did these things is because he documented himself on social media. Garrett Miller posted a selfie showing himself inside the Capitol building. Uh, did you hear me? Garrett Miller posted a selfie showing himself inside the Capitol building. Another Facebook user wrote, Yeehaw! Bro, you got in? Nice! Miller replied, and I quote, I'm not making this up. I'm putting no halal cart-style white sauce on this one whatsoever. Garrett said verbatim, just wanted to incriminate myself a little, LOL. Garrett Miller was also part of the same mob of local yokels that not only breached the Capitol and later threatened to kill AOC and a Capitol police officer. See, little tidbits like that is why I don't understand why all the good people don't realize it's us versus white supremacy. Okay, they wanted to kill AOC and a Capitol Police officer. I repeat, they wanted to kill AOC and a Capitol Police officer. In fact, AOC tweeted, impeach. One word. That's it. Garrett Miller tweeted back, assassinate AOC. In a January 10th Instagram post, Garrett Miller said the officer who shot and killed a woman in the crowd of rioters should get a televised execution. Uh, he also believed the officer was a black man and called him a prize to be taken. Prosecutors said this. OK. Oh, and Garrett also said he will swing. I had a rope in my bag on that day. All of this is documented on social media. He wrote these things. Now, I don't speak fluent bumpkin, but I think that all these things I'm reading are considered wrong. You remember the wrong he told his mom he doesn't think he did? Yeah. Hey, mom, did you call Garrett's uncle dad yet? Because maybe he can explain to Garrett what he did wrong. Do I even have to get into the fact that he bought tactical gear, ropes, and potentially by his own admission, a gun to the Capitol on January 6th? Now, he could get donkey of the day for everything I just named. Case closed. That's more than enough evidence, and he has more than enough to receive the credit he deserves for being stupid. But it gets worse. If there was any doubt that Garrett Miller was indeed raising holy incestuous hell at the Capitol on January 6th, let's go to WFAA ABC 8 for the report, please.
34-year-old Garrett Miller used social media to show his part in the Capitol riots, and now federal prosecutors are using those as the best evidence against him. The same Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook post where he proclaimed what I witnessed was beautiful and next time we bring guns was where the FBI also found multiple death threats he made against Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Senator Chuck Schumer and against the Capitol Police officer who shot and killed a female protester. Miller was arrested at his home in Richardson the morning of President Biden's inauguration. The FBI says he was still wearing a pro-Trump t-shirt and that in his house and vehicle, they recovered a rope and grappling hook, a tactical vest, gas mask, a suitcase with boxes of ammo, an AR-style rifle, shotgun, handgun, and a crossbow with arrows. His attorney offered a statement from him, an apology. I believed I was following the instructions of former President Trump and he was my president and the commander-in-chief. Oh, please. Listen, uh, let's go back to my part. I want to hear the part. This is the part that he's receiving, Duncan. They go back to the part where they say he had on a pro-Trump T-shirt. Let me hear that part. Miller was arrested at his home in Richardson the morning of President Biden's inauguration. The FBI says he was still wearing a pro-Trump T-shirt. Would you like to know what the pro-Trump T-shirt said? Yes. It had a picture on it. The picture was of former celebrity-in-chief twice impeached President Donald J. Trump, and it said, take America back. And it also said, I was there with the date, Washington, D.C., January 6th. Mm. When he was arrested, that's what he was wearing. (laughs) There he is. Please let Kathy Griffin handle my white work. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. How do we ever let those people become the dominant caste system in this country? (laughs) How? How did that happen? (sighs) Cracker ass cracker! Ah! Oh my goodness. All right. Thank you for that donkey today. Now, uh, when we come back, Mm -hmm. somebody put Charlemagne in a movie. Mm. Mm. Wouldn't be the first time. I think I saw those pictures on social media. Was no, it not that type naked? of movie. Not that oh. type of movie. <laughs> now, now, tell us who's coming up next, Charlemagne. My guy, uh, Eddie. I don't know how to pronounce Eddie's last name. I'm pronouncing Eddie's last name wrong for years. What's Eddie's last name? Me. That's why I asked you. Huang. What is it? Eddie Huang. Yes, that's my guy. Uh, he's a he's an author. He wrote a a book back in the day that turned into a TV show called Fresh Off the Boat, and he just made his directorial debut uh, with a movie called Boogie. That's right. That uh, Pop Smoke is one of the stars in, and um, you know, I had to step in, and uh, I I, mm. I have a role in the film as well. You know, Morris oh, boy. Chestnut wasn't. Oh, boy. No, no, they wanted to say they wanted to cast Morris Chestnut. Oh God, oh, just, uh, we got to verify that. Oh, okay, well you know let's, what? I'll let's let you, ask Eddie. I'll, we'll exactly. verify that with you, Eddie whether was, or not that's true. Actually, this is a basketball movie, right? Def, yeah. Definitely didn't mean to cast you. I, this play, is a basketball I, movie. I, I am playing a. He coach. plays the basketball. <laughs> he plays the basketball. I am a playing. I am playing a basketball coach, a recruit. Okay, which fits my skill set. Oh my goodness! All right. Right. But he Lies. did. There was a couple other people that were supposed to play this role, but they weren't available. So you know, feeling for my guy, Big Mars. Gonna, I, know, I right? will verify or okay. deny those claims. Okay. We shall see. It's, it's okay. the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Okay. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest, Charlamagne. Who? My man, Eddie Hong. Eddie, what's happening, brother? What's good? How you doing? 
I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. I always be wondering, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? No, uh, I mean you got a you got a unique pronunciation that nobody else pronounced, which I kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> you came up with your own, shit, so I never correct you. <laughs> what is it? Huang, Huang, but you say Hong, and I, I think it's kind of funny, so it's cool. Huang. Huang, yeah, yeah, yeah. Break Quang. that down for me, cause I don't hear the G. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it means yellow in Chinese. Okay. It means big yellow, Huang. So in Chinese, that, that's how you say it. But you you stick to how you do it. I think. I'm going to just say big stepper Eddie H. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, the movie Boogie is actually out in theaters and then it's going to be streaming, right, this weekend. So that's yeah. a big deal for you. How was it for you? Did you ever, um, when you did this, I'm sure you didn't predict that there would be a pandemic and then the theaters would be shut down and all of that. So talk to me about the decision, because I know a lot of filmmakers have been trying to make that hard choice about whether or not they want to have it streaming only, whether they want to actually have movies in theaters. So for you, Boogie being your directorial debut, what was the thinking behind the release for you? Well, I'm funny. Like, I just go off astrology. So I'd be reading Susan Miller and I read The Pattern and I'm a Pisces. So they gave me like a number of dates. There was a date in March. There's a date in April. There was a date in May. And then there was also, you know, Focus was cool. They're like, look, if you want to try to hold out, like we'll work with you on a later date. But um, I was also seeing the vaccine rollout and I was just reading the astrology and I was like, it's a Pisces film. Like, let's go. Like, I felt mm -hmm. good about March. My birthday is March 1st. And I was just like, let's do March 5th. So um, it also was a time where there weren't like the big Marvel movies coming out. Because you got like Black Widow coming out later. Mm -hmm. And you got a bunch of other Marvel films. I mean, we went up against Tom and Jerry. And we went up against uh, Raya the Last Dragon. But I, I think we did really, really well. You know, for a film this size. Those are like $100 million films. And ours is after the taxes like somewhere in like the six range so i'm pretty proud of what we did eddie i respect you man because like you so unapologetically about you and your people and i it, regardless of what it is that you do it's always asian centered and i think that's dope because i watch boogie and i'm like man boogie's a great film but it makes you google certain things you may not be aware of you know whether it's lingo language things about the food jokes whatever it is and then it makes you appreciate it more it's like it's like a wu-tang album like I, I when you grow up and you get older you you start putting all those things together oh that's what they were talking about yeah you know that's so funny you said that because i would reference ghostface all the time in meetings because you know i do keep it very authentic and specific to like how Chinese Taiwanese people operate in the home and a lot of our customs don't make sense to Americans uh, other producers and I'll say yo do you understand what ghost is saying when he said Jurassic plastic booby traps no but you were you were banging that that's right and, you know, like, like you know I think you texted me too you're like yo I didn't understand a lot of the things in the movie but if you make it cool People will want to search for that. People will want to figure it out. And for me, philosophically, I was like, I have two choices. One, make it authentic and make it cool and hope people chase that rabbit down the hole. Or the other one is kind of curve it, compromise it, suture our culture and make it more American or more white so people will get it. And I was like, that's not the point. 
I could never do that. That's real. You know, it's an interesting time here now, too, because we've been talking a lot about stopping this Asian hate that's been going on because of the Donald Trump calling it the China virus and the Wuhan virus, right? And I've seen a lot of pushback from people in the black community. It's hard for me because I'm black and Asian. And so I look at it from both sides, but I've seen a lot of pushback from people saying, oh, well, Asian people don't like us anyway. And um, Asian people treat black people uh, awful. So what do you have, what are your thoughts on some of the things that have been happening? Because I see both. Of course, I see people who are standing up, right? And saying, okay, any type of hate is wrong and stop Asian hate. But then I also see a lot of people saying, well, they don't care about us. They come in our communities and they set up shops and they don't care at all. So why should we even bother to help them? That's their fight. What do you think? Yeah, I think this is a really good question, Yee. And, and this is one I was I was hoping we would get to talk about because I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with your background. And, you know, I seen you back in CV a long time ago. <laughs> and then, uh, but no, you know, for me, even in the scene, uh, the first scene in present day in Boogie, when it's Boogie and his father, and Uncle Jackie uh, in the film, the song playing in the car is Yellow Man, Mr. Chin, which yeah. is a song about Jamaican people. You will, well, mm -hmm. Yellow Man himself. Yeah, yeah. Complaining about the Chinese man, the Chinese shops in Jamaica and, and the treatment of Jamaicans in those stores. These are the same stories people told, you know, uh, in, in, in the post LA riots with the, with the Korean stores and things like that. And there's always been friction in the black community between Asian and black. But then there are also wonderful stories about Asian and black people living together, working together, the yellow Panthers on the West coast. You know, there's, I was very inspired as a kid, just watching like Bruce Lee teach Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Kung Fu. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was inspired the way, you know, Houston welcomed Yao Ming. You know, I remember that interaction. Um, there's there's many, many incredible examples of black and Asian people working side by side. So, you know, I, I seen Amanda Seals video. She went to my high school. She was going off about, you know, how she doesn't feed, she, she didn't want to support Asians in the stop AAPI hate movement. I ignore her. There's also people on the Asian side that are like, it's our time now. You know, we're always asked to stand with, with BLM and we're always asked to be part of this movement, but where's our support now? And I'm like, homie, look around. There is support. You know, we can always go look at the bad apples in every community and we can focus on that. But there is a lot of incredible black Asian solidarity. And that's what I choose to look at. And that's what mm -hmm. I choose to continue to promote because we all have a common problem which is we are fragmented in this country. We are not allowed to be whole human beings. We are constantly pushed down. And even when you just look at the way black women are presented in, in, in American culture, hypersexualized, the Asian man is, is desexualized and masculated. That's a big reason why I chose to have an interracial romance here that in many ways subverted the stereotypes of Asian men and black women in Boogie. I think it's one of the most important things this film accomplished. All right, we got more with Eddie Wong. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. And I know morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with director Eddie Wong. Now, Charlemagne? Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I wasn't aware of the, 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 the black Asian tension. I guess, you know, 
you see a movie like Minister Society, you think about stuff like that. Oh, you know, you, you do have the, you know, you walk into a store and you might get profiled, but when you black, I feel like that happens all the time, right? But my thing is, man, even if you do feel that way, enemy of my enemy should be my friend. Like the real battle is us against white supremacy. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that, that is, that is the battle and it's going to take all of us. It's, it's not going to, you know, it can't just be black people fighting that battle. And I also can understand why some black people are frustrated because for many generations, a couple generations, Asian people have not participated in politics like that. You know, there's not that many of us that were out there, but there, you know, we, there always were some. There always were some in New York. There's some in Seattle. There's some in Oakland. Oakland, I think, is probably the best example of Black and Asian people living side by side, coming together. And you see how influenced, you know, both communities are. It's a beautiful thing when we do the work together. And and that's what I want to continue doing. How was it in Hollywood getting a movie like Boogie Made with all of that being said? How was that experience? I know you've had not the most pleasant time with Fresh Off the Boat. So <laughs> let's discuss Hollywood and what, what it's been like for you to bring these stories to life. It's, it's really hard because, you know, I, I, I feel like I can say I was the first person in this generation post, um, oh my God, All-American Girl. I mean, Fresh Off the Boat was the first time I believe in 20, 25 years that an Asian family was on TV again. And I was basically presenting an entire like alien group of people to Hollywood. And they really made us compromise and conform. I understood what happened, but even after that, to sell Boogie, they were like, whoa, 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 this is, now you really want to be Asian. This is a real Asian film, you know? Like, I don't know if people are ready for this, but I mean, when you are a new character in Hollywood and you're representing a new kind of culture, they just, you know, it's very easy for them to say no to you. Um, Mm -hmm. I was lucky enough that Focus Features believed in it, believed in my voice and that I would be able to get this across. Yeah, you know, it's bittersweet too, right? Because, you know, I'm watching the film and I'm thinking of the year Pop Smoke had last year musically and then the comeback 2021 and he'd have been starring in a a, a film. Like, what what was your relationship with Pop Smoke and how, how did you react to his death? I mean, this has been, this has been a really tough two years you know like just you know when you guys were talking about the rollout and the date i was like that ain't even the one that i was straight i mean when we lost pop that was like man that was the hard one to deal with you know like it was really hard to look at him every day in the edit knowing he was gone Mm. you know because i spent hours in there just watching him and listening to him and looking at the outtakes and i mean that's my brother you know, like that, that's, that's my brother. And, you know, Charlotte, we had a wonderful day with you on set. Mm-hmm. Right. And I felt like I got to really know you a lot better. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I had pop for like seven days and, and then we still kept in touch after, you know, and, and it was just, I don't know, I'm rambling right now, but it was tough. I mean, I remember I tuned in when, when his mom was on y'all show and it was unbelievable to hear his mother talk about him because that's the pop that I know. You know, mm-hmm. not to the extent of his mom, but one of the best moments I had, we were standing on the sideline one day and Pop just turned to me and goes, hey, big dog, you know, I was a good kid, right? I say, yeah, of course, you still a good kid, Pop. <laughs> you know, you're 20 years old, you're still a kid. And he's like, you know, I used to get good grades. I was like, 
of, I believe you got good grades. Of course you did. And I was like, but you still, you still a good kid. And he said to me, I, I turned into a monster. And, and I, and he said, you know, did you watch that world star video? So I, I seen the world star video. He said, you know, you ever felt like that? I was like, yeah, like, that's why I wrote this movie. And he's like, yeah, you know, I figured. And, and he said to me, you know, I was really a good kid until that happened. And then boys picked on me and I never wanted to be bullied again. And I became a monster. Wow. And, you know, we use that emotion in the film, you know, and, and pop spoke to me about it, but that broke my heart, man. I, that was, it was really hard for me. How did you know, how did you know pop was the guy? Cause this was, that you casted this and got to be like 2019, right? Yeah. 28. Yeah. So how did you know pop? I'm gonna go with pop smoke. Yeah, well, you know, in New York, you just know, like, you, the first time you hear a song and it goes, it's, that's it. You know mm -hmm. that that song is going to be banging outside of every car on Fulton Street this summer. It's just like when, when Shmurda came out, when Young and May came out, I remember when 50 and, and French came, it was like, that's it. Mm -hmm. It's is his city now. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing Welcome to the Party, and I was like, oh. Who is this? And I didn't really know who he was yet. I just, well, that welcome to the party is crazy. And um, we had a situation where we had to cast Monk. And uh, we found out he could play basketball, you know? And uh, it was my homie Despot who plays the assistant coach that was like, yo, you know Pop can play ball, right? I was like, word? Because Steven had already been talking to my friend Raph about like, yo, we gotta get Pop in this movie, we get Pop in this movie. We were aware of the music, but the minute we found out he was like a good basketball player, we were like, all right, bring him in. And then Pop came to my crib. We played ball. He was a bully. And uh, <laughs> that was it, man. And we got along. Like, we just, we both water signs. I'm Pisces. He cancer. We just, from day one, we got along. You know, we really saw each other eye to eye. Well, yeah. Eddie, tell them, tell them where they can watch Boogie, man. Well, it's it's uh, in theaters. It's in, in theaters all across the country right now. But it's also on VOD, so please support us. You know, we need this. All right. So it'll be on Prime. Like, how can you see it on, on streaming services? Just oh, so people know. Amazon, uh, Fandango, iTunes, wherever you buy uh, movies. It's not on Netflix. It's not on HBO Max. you got to buy it. But I guarantee you it's worth it. No, nah, it's a really good film, man. And it's a, like I said, it's, it's a very unique Asian Chinese story. I, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it just because I like seeing other people's cultures. Yeah, I guarantee you will love it unless you're a white supremacist or. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Big step for Eddie H. <laughs> Thank you. Take care, y'all. Peace, King. The Breakfast Club. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right, well, Niecy Nash in an exclusive clip from Red Table Talk, because that's coming back tomorrow, uh, says that she had never been with a woman before, before she met her wife, Jessica Betts. Here's what she had to say. How was it for your children? My daughters were like, wait, what? My youngest daughter, she reminded me, she was like, wait a minute, mom. Are you the same mom who was like, girl, I'm strictly dickly. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no. Right. And my son was like, wow. <laughs> 
So she said she was also not suppressing her sexuality her whole life. She said, I love who I love. And at one point in my life, I married twice. I love those people. And today I love this person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the way it's right, supposed now, to be, though? All right. Now, speaking of Red Table Talk coming out tomorrow and coming back in that exclusive clip, Charlamagne, you have something happening with Audible tomorrow? Oh, I do. I have a project dropping with Audible. It's called We Got Answers, okay? All the white people who listen to The Breakfast Club, uh, you've got questions. You've always wanted to ask the black community, but but have been afraid to because you don't want to be looked at as racist or prejudiced. Black people, you tired of having to educate your white friends about racism? Well, this is the project for you. See, I assembled a, a brain trust of black folks who I respect and I learned from. Dr. Mm-hmm. Dr. Claude Anderson, Tamika Mallory, Ebony K. Williams, David Banner, Nori Muhammad, Reverend Dr. William Barber, Erica Alexander, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, Jamila T. Davis, Nina Turner, Teslin Figaro, Dr. Alfie Noble, and Attorney Corey Winer-Smith. And it'll be out tomorrow on Audible. It's free if you have an audio membership. Audible membership. I can't wait to hear that. Yes, and you can go to audible.com backslash uh, see to God. For more All info. right. And then there's this rumor that's been going around. You know, Charlemagne does some positive things, but then sometimes he ignites issues. What I do? Justin, the boy, was on The Breakfast Club, and here's what happened. You ended Saweetie and Quavo's <laughs> relationship. Do you feel bad about I, that, I Justin? Didn't, I didn't do that. I was just, I showed up to work, <laughs> and I, I did what they paid me to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she said what she said, but I think it probably been over before then. So what message did you send Saweetie after... She broke up with Quavo. Nah, I didn't say nothing, man. I didn't say nothing. I just feel like she probably needs her space right now from mm-hmm. the world in general. Because I feel like they had, like, the perfect love story mm-hmm. on social media. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I'd didn't. i never seen that coming. So, you know, hopefully they work things out, though. All right. Well, there's this rumor that's been circulating today. And, of course, we don't know that this is true. It could just be somebody said something on Twitter. And it was on Hip Hop Overload where they're saying that Justin LeBoy actually got beat up in an Atlanta nightclub yesterday. So I'm waiting to see Justin LeBoy post something so we know it's not true. First of all, I'm just happy it's finally a rumor and rumor report. Okay, this is is actually a rumor, okay? A lot of truth stuff going on here. Yes, if if that rumor is true, which I hope it's not, that don't got nothing to do with me, okay? I don't have anything to do with that, but I hope it's not true. Mm. Yeah, I hope it's not true too. Yeah, I don't want to like I, I, Justin LeBoy is a good dude, and the Migos a good. Cause dude. you know I went right to his page to see, okay, what did he post last? And he ain't posting some hours. Nine hours. Yeah, he ain't posting. It was nine minute. hours ago. I'm a very forgiving person, so if I stop talking to you, you really went too far. Mm. That I was did, the last I, thing he posted. I sent him a text. I did. Uh, I texted him last night just to make sure he was good. What you text him? He didn't reply back. Somebody allegedly gets beat up. You say, hey, what's up? You all right? I, said, hey, you got I, said, right, I said, you good? I'm hearing some BS floating around. That's all. I wouldn't answer you either. Yeah, you trying to get some information but for the morning that's show. That's not true. I talked to, I talk, I, I talk to Justin for no reason. That ain't true. That's the first thing I'd be I hate when something happens to me and somebody hit you good. <laughs> well, no, I mean, leave my, me alone. My, my, thing, my thing with situations like that, you know, if something like that did happen, you know, I, I, would, I would not want it to escalate. Well, correct. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I would... You know, reach out to a young man like that and tell him, like, look, man, whatever, if, if something like that did happen, leave it alone. You know what I mean? No yeah. need to try to go get well, get call, back or anything of that. You know what I mean? Call Offset, man, and call Quavo. Same thing. I would tell I would tell them brothers the same thing. Like, yeah, you know, they good brothers. Shout out to Offset. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to see us out here beating up on each other mm-hmm. and being violent towards each other. No. And he said, shout out to Offset. You know he's trying to get that car for the car show. No, Offset already said he got me. That's my guy. I speak to Offset. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll just check. <laughs> I speak to Offset. 
Man, Offset is amazing. Shout out to Offset. You can really dance, Offset. Offset, I like your hair. You know who can dress? Offset. Offset. Shout out to my brother, Offset. Ah, that your brother! That nigga want that car so bad, that car show. He's your brother Shout to, Shout out to my sister, Cardi B. Ah! <laughs> Lil baby, right. what up, Lil baby? Do what you gotta do to get them cars in that car show. Quality control. Shout out to y'all. See y'all working hard out there. Shout out to P. Shout out to P. You know P got some nice cars. And Coach K. Yeah, both of them. He already said. He already said that this morning. Okay. Well, that is your rumor report. Hope we helped you. First of all, get your hand off your chin. Shout out to Lil. Unless you unless you plan on doing some fingerprints, stop rubbing on your on that goddamn Beijing. All right. <laughs> Yo, shout to uh shout to everybody that uh got their ticket for the car show. Uh all the um we had a thousand early bird tickets and they all sold out. So we're amazing. Gonna, we're gonna open it back up because we want people to come. We want you to bring your kids. <laughs> we we we're not doing this to hey. make a whole lot of, of, of money we want to make it so people can afford to come out so we're opening right. up more tickets no that's for... not what you said you said we're going to be opening back up because you want people to come <laughs> I'm with you my G we're going to be opening up more tickets wow. for early bird special so you guys can come and bring the family bring the kids I'm going to bring my kids and family we're going to have a lot of fun that's July 3rd in that's Atlanta right. the car show your favorite celebrity cars will be there and I already got the celebrity cars so I'm sitting here joking with, with a lot of these people but because the early bird uh, gets what what does the early bird Get envy. envy, what does the early bird get? I don't, I don't trust you. <laughs> what does the early bird get? The worm. He said he was gay, so what? <laughs> you know, forget you, man. So, yes, appreciate you. Tickets are on sale right now. Get your tickets, all right? He's now, focused. Shout Envy to Revolt. Focused this he morning. is so focused. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's oh. Choice mixes up next. And I just want to shout out to Kev Hart. I can't hear you. I want to shout out to Rose. I want to shout out to uh, Khaled. Who else? Who else? Um, who else got a nice car? This, this ain't got nothing to do with cars. This is all about the people who have Beijing in their hair. Because <laughs> Envy is a snitch. Shout out to yes. Diddy, man. Envy wants to take everybody down with him. I'm not, man. I just want to say all of their hair except for Khaled look way more natural than yours. Yo, shut <laughs> up, man. Alright, People's Choice Mix is up next. Let's go! The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Women's History Month. Who are we repping today, Yee? Well, today we are repping for Nichelle Turner from Entertainment Tonight. She was working there for seven years, and she has been named recently as the show's next co-host. She is the first black woman to anchor the program in its 40-season-long history. She is actually taking the place of Nancy Odell, who stepped away in 2019 to spend more time with her daughter. And now she is hosting the show alongside Kevin Frazier. This is also, by the way, the first time the show has had two black anchors at the helm as well. Here is Nichelle Turner talking at the National Association of Black Journalists. It's Women's History Month, and we're celebrating the most influential women in history. Check out this phenomenal woman. Us black and brown folks have got to realize that we are in this together. together. 
together. Um, so I love that, that that they are here with us uh, this year as well. Mm. But it, it's just, it's a good feeling. It's yeah. a really good feeling. And I like seeing, you know, people like you, this does my heart Aww. a lot of good <laughs> to see, seriously, to see. And I, I told you, I'm the old woman in the club now. I've been in this mm -hmm. game for 20 years. Mm -hmm. But to see kids like you really working and loving the craft yeah. and loving this business still because mm -hmm. it is brutal and it's hard. Mm -hmm. But I get, got into this business because I believe in the craft of journalism and yeah. I love the creative process. And I love seeing that there are still people in this day and age that have that same passion and have that same feeling and yeah. still believe in being the gatekeepers to society and information. Uh, and so that just makes me happy. That was another phenomenal woman in history. All right, congratulations again to Nichelle Turner, the Entertainment Tonight co-host, who is also the first black woman to anchor in his 40 season history. You are actually opening doors for a lot of other people. As she said, she knows it's bigger than just her. Congratulations, well-deserved. All right, well, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I just want to say thank you and shout out to everybody that will be jo uh, joining me. Fourth of July weekend in Atlanta. July 3rd is my car show, the Drive Your Dreams car show. Uh, we s sold over 1,000 tickets already. Shout out to Lincoln Tech and also 105.3 to be out in Atlanta. And if you live anywhere close, come spend it with me 4th of July weekend. Uh, Florida, Alabama, New Orleans, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. Come on out. We're going to have an amazing time. And bring the family. It's a family fun day. Uh, I'm bringing my kids. It's just, you know, it's, we're going to have your, your favorite celebrity cars. There's going to be a video game competition. So if your kids play video games, come on down. We're just going to have a lot of fun as, as a family, you know, as, as a community. We'll have masks. going to be safe. And uh, I just want to see you guys. All right? we, there's not too many things we can do. So hopefully you come on out and hang with us. All right? Shout out to... Chantel Calloway and uh, Renee King. Yes, Rhyme Antics. It's a dope game. We played it this morning. You can check it out at Walmart, at Target. Uh, she needs some help though, and you know they they made a huge order, but now she has to fulfill that order. So now this is when us as a community have to come together and and help her out, man. This is this she's building the brand, so your kids can build brands, and and your your family members can build brands. So and 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 it's just about sowing sowing some 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 good energy, right? Like mm -hmm. you know. I always tell people, like, you know, in order to receive great karma or just good energy, you should just always give that energy out. So I don't care if it's a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars. Uh, go to funblackfounders.com. Mm -hmm. Look for Rhyme Antics by Chantel Calloway, Calloway. And, you know, donate. You know what I mean? Because she needs money to stay on these shelves in Target and Walmart because she got to pay for marketing and, and other things, man. So, you know, she's doing it from the ground up on her own. So... If all of us do a little, none of us got to do a lot, as my man Killer Mike says. That's right. And there's a bunch of other businesses on there as well, black businesses out there. So, I mean, if you got a little bit of bread, you know, put a dollar here, $20 here, $10 here. It all adds up. And let's try to get some of these uh, black entrepreneurs to their goals. That's right. All right I, I, I did Rhyme Antics. I did uh, Proud Puffs and uh, Performance Streetwear are, are some of the ones I just, uh, you know, uh, do some money on. All right. Go, go to funblackfounders.com. Correct. Now you got a positive note? Yes. Listen, I found this positive note on this Instagram page called F Them Folks, which I think is hilarious. But they tweeted out this morning, never, or they posted on Instagram this morning, never let people make you feel guilty for the success you've earned. Hashtag F Them Folks.
Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done?